and welcome to everybody to this week's episode of the WRP. I'm flying solo this week. Johnny Hammond has got his feet up and I do hope that everybody had a wonderful Christmas. New Year's on the way but for some it will be a very quiet one with the biggest game of the Allianz Premier 15 coming up this weekend. That rearranged fixture of Saracens versus Harlequins on the 2nd of January. So we thought who better to get on than have the two captains have a chat before that game. It gives me great pleasure to introduce Lottie Clapp, Saracens captain. So great to have you on the pod this week, Lottie. Um, always a great rivalry between you and I, um, but off the pitch, always have good conversations with you. So thanks for joining. Um, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad, you know. Good Christmas and everything for you? Yeah, no, it was really lovely, thank you. Have a bit of time off, downtime. Yeah, no, exactly. It's nice to be off of school and um, not have to be in teaching 30 children every day for for a little bit, which is nice. (laughs) But yeah, I actually want to talk to you a little bit like that because you're not full-time, are you? You're you're still, you're a full-time worker and and you train part-time and... You try and still do all the professional things that, you know, full-time athletes do. I mean, how do you get that balance right still? Yeah, no, it's really hard, especially when I suppose at the moment you're getting so many more players who are um, contracted, so many more, say, like the sevens girls who have come back into it and still are kind of only kind of partly working and not doing the whole full-time thing. It does make it a little bit hard and you start kind of comparing yourself, yourself against what you're doing compared to the amount of training that others might be doing. Um, so it's just a case of kind of really trying to strike that balance of not overdoing it and making yourself ridiculously tired, but still kind of just being real resilient and making sure you're kind of getting up early in the morning and getting in the training that you need to do. I mean, I don't want to talk you up too much, but um, you are pretty, like every week in, week out, you're always consistent in how you play. And I think it's just a really good message to to keep highlighting that although there are some full-time contracts out there, there's not a lot of them. And the majority of players are still balancing work and playing. But by just your own standards, you know, you're still able to perform. You're still able to put a certain amount of training. It just takes a lot of, you know, planning and dedication elsewhere. And I think that's a really important point that you said about, you know, not trying to do everything because maybe a full-time player has done all of that. You can't catch up and play like that because you're going to end up getting, you know, ill or, or, you know, injuring yourself. So that's the last nice thing I'm going to say to you because we've obviously got <laughs> the biggest game this weekend. But, um, but I think just looking at Saris as a whole, like how has the season been going? Obviously, you guys are in a really short place, as are we. It's why it kind of leads in so well this weekend. Um, but some highlights for you this week, this year, sorry. Um, I definitely think um, the other week playing against Loughborough, um, I always enjoy playing against Loughborough. It's just always kind of really close to the mark, a really intense game, um, some absolute kind of quality players on, on both sides. And it's always an exciting game and you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, so I think that was definitely a highlight for me this year, kind of playing Loughborough at home and um, coming away with the win when kind of at times it was a little bit kind of touch and go. How do you do that? How do you guys always manage to, just at the end there, take it? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it's a quality or if it's just luck, but we do do it an awful lot, but too much for my liking. I know my dad always texts me after. He's like, I've had heart palpitations again, lot. You can't do this to me. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Um, And obviously you've got McKenna came back this weekend, which is great to see. She's obviously been out a long time with injury. I mean, you've got a bit of an injury list 
within the team and a couple of big key players misses, especially in that front row of yours. I mean, how are you coping with maybe some of the, the younger talent that's in the squad and, and how are they being integrated into the team? Yeah, like you say, it's a real shame to not have Box on the pitch, especially when she was out injured early on in the year. She came back and very quickly went off again. Um, and I mean, she's such an amazing player to have on the pitch. But we do have the likes of Kelsey Clifford. Um, we've got Donna Rose, who is um, a really amazing player as well. So although, yes, we're missing Box, which is she's a fantastic player we're really lucky um to have such strength and depth in us in our squad coming through and just going back on those kind of battles against Loughborough and Wasp like we've always like we've kind of been the top four haven't they like Harlequin, Saris, Loughborough, Wasp and what do you think of the quality of teams you know this year with everything that's gone on with Covid and the the not as norm preparation that teams would have how do you think the standard is at the moment? I think it's honestly the best it's ever been. Um, every year I'm looking forward to the game because you know it's not just going to be a walkover. Um, and it's always when those those kind of games are more competitive that it makes it more fun um, and really enjoyable. So, yeah, like you say, every single um, match that we've had this year, definitely the likes of Loughborough and Wasps especially, um, have been extremely tight and... Um, yeah, like I said, it's just what makes it more enjoyable. Yeah, I, I really couldn't agree more. I think, you know, the next next half of the round is going to be quite exciting to see, you know, who comes out in that top four. I, I do back us all. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, such, it's such a good place. It makes, <laughs> it makes, the, makes the league so much more attractive for hopefully, you know, broadcasting and more sponsors. But I also wanted to ask you guys, because I think, you know, Saracen's kind of set the standard in terms of, streaming your games live yourselves because they weren't all going to be on I mean can you tell us a little bit about that yeah if I'm honest I didn't know that it was going to happen at the beginning of the year it was only in that first game um when it was being streamed and then it suddenly kind of became a thing um and I know that obviously in the current circumstances that might have pushed it a little bit more because people aren't able to come and watch but actually I think it's an amazing thing that's come from it because so many people are watching our games at the moment um, it even just makes it more accessible for us to watch each other get each other's games as well um, and to have the commentating over it and I know that Bots has done a little <laughs> bit um, which kind of makes it really entertaining um, you kind of have loads of different players that are starting to take on that role which is really great as well um, so yeah, for me, I just think that's something that even when spectators are allowed to come back, I really hope that it carries on. Yeah, I definitely think that Bots thinks she's got herself a new career there. <laughs> and uh, she's doing a great job. Um, all right then, so let's go. All eyes this weekend. It's always such a battle. Um, it's never touched wood. It's never been so one-sided. Um, it's always, you know, end-to-end -end stuff, neck-to-neck, 150-50 call here could change the course of the game. And, I mean, we all love playing in games like this. So, you know, without obviously giving us too much, I mean, what does this week look like for, for the girls and, and for your preparation? Well, obviously, because we're in the middle between Christmas and New Year, it's made, I think, training times um, differ a little bit because, obviously, Nobody wants to be turning up in the evening and, and going training when we've got other things. Well, now in tier four, not so many other things to do. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> Alex, Sarah's eyes off, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no. So Alex has been kind enough to move training. So we're now training uh, a couple of times this week during the day um, or kind of more early afternoon just so that then we can train and then we can get off to our family at home, which is nice. Yeah, it's, it's important that because obviously the game had to be rearranged. Normally we'd have these two, four weeks off and at home and so it's good to get that balance and we're very similar we're trying to move the times around to, to suit everybody to be able to come in do the training and then get off and, and switch off and then come ready for the weekend I mean how how what is the buzz like because I know in our camp you know we all right at the start of the season you see when our game's coming up it's circled it's marked every week you go out to perform against the side that you're playing against but a lot of it is focusing on getting ready for, for this game because we know what, what to expect. We know how tight it's going to be. Is it similar in your camp as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, as much as we tell ourselves, no, we're focusing on this game this weekend and we're not thinking ahead, it's always, like, kind of sometimes touched upon. It's sometimes talked about. You're always thinking about it. But sometimes when we finish a game, it's, yeah, we did it today. We got the win today, girls. Well done. But when we come up against Harlequins in two weeks' time, that if we kind of perform that way, we might not get the same result. Um, and that's always in the back of our head and kind of preparation for a game, thinking about the, the kind of the team we're playing that weekend. But again, in the back of our heads, we're always thinking about guys as well. Um, because like you say, it's it's the top of the table clash and it's, always the hardest game of the season yeah I think we're very much and it is you know we always talk about one game at a time and those cliches but you know everything does build towards something and we're, we're very similar you know we'll say yeah we got it right this week but if we don't against Saris we know that they can punish yeah. us so I mean it's we've had this rivalry for a long time now which it, you know it's healthy it's good it, but it just I think all it does is highlight you know the expectations that we have as two sides we want to be the best and we want to compete against the best and I think you know when we go head to head you absolutely get that um I'm just so so gutted that we've got no crowd in that would have just I think we you know that with the whole rules that you can only have what capacity of 2000 I think we would have sold out so quickly because everybody else I think feels the same about our game outside of the outside of Harlequins and and um Saracens they will look in and go that's the best game we're going to be there get some tickets and sadly that's not going to happen now yeah I know and I mean hats off to Harlequins I mean you started the advertising for it weeks ago as soon as that game was rearranged the advertisements come out and you could see that people were buying tickets and it's like you say a real shame that it's been um kind of uh, called off in the spectator wise because it just makes it such a it's like an even more exciting game when you know that you've got the crowds watching. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I, I'm, it's not been confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be streamed. I mean, it'd be it'd be madness if it wasn't streamed. And um, top of the table clash going head to head. I think this is the first time in a while that we've gone into the new year as top of the table, though. So we'll take that one for now. <laughs> now. Um, but what about? Um, you know, some of the players in your team, who who are the key players that really kind of get the changing room bouncing before a game like this? Or is the occasion enough? Yeah, I, the occasion is enough. I think everybody knows and everybody kind of does their own thing. Um, you've always got Marley Packer in the changing room. I think everybody kind of expects that and she does what you expect. Um, she kind of really brings the energy. She kind of 
um, gets everybody um, with the, the right mindset on. Um, you've got Rocky, um, who she more kind of comes out at half time sometimes when we're not kind of doing what we should be doing necessarily. Um, she kind of brings out that um, that different side that you kind of need a bit of a kind of a kick um, at half time. So that's I'm really good. Sure to you don't have to repeat any of her language on here. But I bet, look, thank you so much for joining. Um, I'm really looking forward to the game at the weekend. I do hope you have a wonderful new year. Feel free to have a few drinks on me um, and then a few more. <laughs> no, um, but no, have a lovely new year. And thanks so, so much for, for coming onto the pod this week. Really excited for the game um, and may the best team win. Yeah, may the best team win and thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Bill Bourbon and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Well, that's it for 2020, our final episode of the year. I do hope that everybody has a wonderful new year and let's hope 2021 is slightly brighter than 2020. Thanks Lottie Clapp for joining us this week and I look forward to seeing you at the weekend. Make sure you tune in for that game to give me an absolute cracker. You can find us as always on all our social media platform at Pod Women's Rugby. But finally, just a big, big thank you to all of our listeners over 2020. We hope that we've filled your ears with some news and joy. But do stay safe. Have a happy new year. And until next year.